0: He's on the telephone. He's a very busy man. Chip Ganassi, always great to see you here. I I always like to remind folks that, because we have younger folks here, you were a former competitor here at the Universal Speedway, and uh, certainly was a big part of your career. Kelby gave me some notes that actually made my head spin, even thinking about it. I mean, I know how busy you are, but since we've last seen you, wins at the 24-hour Le Mans, 24 hours of Daytona. Both cars in the NASCAR chase for the championship, leading NASCAR Cup. You're in the WEC, points tennings at the top of that, second here with us at IMSA. Uh, Do you sleep at all?
1: I sleep really well because I know i got this guy on my left here keeping an eye on a lot of things for me. So, uh, yeah, I sleep good.
0: (laughs) Pretty excited about your lineup, I would take
1: it. Thank you, yes. Yes, I am. I am. I mean... uh, these guys to my left here we are back at Indianapolis um, same group as a year ago and uh, you know we, we we feel we're back here this year with a little more um, little, I think we're a little more competitive than we were a year ago um, and 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 I mean uh, i'm I'm excited I mean I think you know you know when you come back here to Indianapolis it's it's uh it's the real thing it's not uh, it's, 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 it's what we're all about. It's what we're, why, why we got in this sport in the first place. It's, it's because of the Indianapolis 500. And um, we, we want to win this race. And um, that's what we're here to do.
0: It's obvious with the lineup you've got. And, Cole, you're a guy who's entrusted with this. You're trying to put uh, these cars into the field. You're trying to deal with different personalities and, and different drivers and different likes and dislikes. Uh, from the outside, that seems like a bit of a mammoth task. What's it like from your scene? <laughs>
2: um, well, uh, I think in order to win the Indy 500, you have to have firepower. Uh, let's face it. Um, and there's firepower to my left. There's no question about that. Race, you know, uh, this race is about teamwork. It's about people. It's about people working together. Uh, maybe we overuse that, but it, but that, it, that. That's the, f- the fundamental thing that uh, makes a difference for race teams that consistently run at the frontier and win this race. Uh, the hardware is important, but the drivers and the team members make it happen. Uh, a race driver can win a race uh, on talent, but maybe only one. Uh, in order for race drivers to, to win races, they have to uh, support their teammates. And their teammates have to give very unselfishly to each other uh, when uh, when you race at a, a major event like this one, um, and it, and it's really really neat to see these four drivers interact with each other, um, knowing full well that one of the other ones could win. Um, that that that's very special, and that's what we have at Chip Ganassi Racing.
0: Absolutely, Scott. We had a chance to talk uh, recently, and even today. When we've been here in press conferences today. We've seen Rick Mears, we've seen Elio Juan Montoya, obviously, part of that group. We saw Bobby Rahal. We've had references to Al Senior and Junior. You you are consistently, as we mentioned yesterday, moving up the all-time win list with 40. I mean, you could easily move into second place all time, maybe even this year. Um, But the 500, what would it mean to make one of those your second 500?
3: Yeah, that's definitely the goal, you know, and, and why, you know, uh, as Chip alluded to, you know, this, this and Mike, that this is, you know, the, the biggest event on the calendar uh, each year, and, and it's the one we set out to, to win first. You know, I think throughout the season this year, we've, as a team, shown great speed, and, and uh, you know, I think we we came up short in a couple where we could have maybe, you know, stolen a couple of wins there, which would have, you know, definitely helped that list. But, um, yeah, you know, it's it's uh, it's all focus right now on, on this event and, and preparing as well as we can. Uh, I think the you know the first couple of days we're, we're definitely trying in, in a lot of ways, but I think we've we found some uh, some good headways. But um, yeah, it, it's it's the goal. You know, we finished second here a couple of times, and it's it's almost the worst place to finish. You know, when you come so close, uh, especially under caution. So it's. Um, you know, it, nothing changes. We we come here to win, and, and that's the only goal. Uh, and if we don't achieve that, we're disappointed. But uh, for me, you know, a, a second a second uh, chance at drinking the milk would you know uh, would would definitely be very very
0: special. Certainly would. Now we sometimes look at stats, and stats are important. I don't know if anyone knows a lot more about what it means to work hard to win this event than does Tony Kanon, mm-hmm. who remains one of the most popular drivers uh, in our field. Tony, but behind the scenes, I think one of the things that raises your stature in the eyes of watch the sport is just how good you've been over the years at sorting out race cars. You've sometimes, on some teams, really carried the freight for your team to get cars in position to win. And you're on a team that's had you know, a, a change in, in the power plant. So what's that been like for you? Uh,
4: you know, I got extremely uh, lucky when uh, after I won the 500, I got hired by Chip. And with Mike's organization, I think... Uh, I'm in the best place I've ever been. So I don't. They cut my work in half by doing that. They give me great cars, great people, and and you know it's just uh, it's an awesome place to be. So for me, uh, you know, I think I have one of my best shots this year. Chip makes everything happen for us. Whatever we ask, we get it. So we have no uh, no excuses really. And I think it was a great change to Honda. Honda, we've been you know. Chips had been extremely successful with scott and i i mean I, I spent a lot of years you know i was rookie of the year with them i won my first race with them i won the first indycar race for them first pole they had so a lot of history there so it's nice to be back they have given us everything we need to be able to perform so now it's gonna be up to us It's it's great to be back here it's always The first goal in our team meetings, Chip always says, you know, what's the goal? The goal is to win the 500, then go win the championship. So that's what we're here for.
0: Very good. Now I'm going to move to the driver that's a little closer to me right now. I take a look at at the two gentlemen who just talked, Charlie, obviously. We're talking legends already in the sport. They may not think of that in that way. And yet, I think perhaps overlooked, if we take a look at your performances here at Indianapolis, you've had some really, really good races. Now with this team for some time, I would have to think that makes you feel like you have a platform to win this thing.
5: Well, I think anytime you're in a Chip Ganassi racing car, you have an opportunity to win the Indy 500. Um, all of these guys have talked talked about it being a goal, and now in my, my seventh, attempt attempt, excuse me, to qualify for the Indy 500, it's. Uh, it's a lot of fun I love racing around here and on race day the fact that it's a 500 mile event it's challenging mentally physically uh, not just for us as drivers but especially for the teams the guys on the stand the engineers the strategists um, the guys that the crew that go over the wall I mean that focus that they need uh, for those six seven plus stops is critical to the job we do on the racetrack when you're going a football field a second every second uh, or 10th of a second in pit lane matters and when you have a team that's put together by Mike and Chip, you have those opportunities. And you just have to go out and make the most of it. Um, some of the best advice I think Chip gives us and reminds us is that if you have a car to win, go out and win. But if you have a car that's good for second, go out and get second. That's, that's a little different here at the Indy 500 because it's about going out and winning.
0: Sure is. Now, Max, I was, if I'm thinking about you, one of my favorite all-time stories it's Scott Goodyear's rookie year here, and he was given the advice when he walked out to the grid to never look up. But unfortunately his wife squeezed his hand so hard when she saw the crowd on race day for the first time, he looked up and he was just overwhelmed by the experience. It can be daunting and overwhelming, but you put together a really solid run last year with a with a fifteenth place finish for a rookie. That's something to be proud of. I expect that or I think that you would expect maybe a little bit more this time.
6: Yeah, no, I had a, a great time last year. It's, uh, I've done some big races, Le Mans 24 Hours, Monaco Grand Prix a number of times, but this one uh, stands out. And last year, um, you know, it was the 100th running. It was the biggest race we've ever had here. Um, but to me, that was still uh, incredible. But um, and I think the crowds this year are going to be just as big, so I'm not expecting any less. Um, I think we've got a better chance this year. I feel more comfortable with the situation uh, and, and the car I'm in. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. Um, You know the the crowds and the the, the people who'll make the race Um, But this is the one I want to win if you win this race You can you can relax the rest of the year because chips gonna be happy with you for the rest of the year, so um, Yeah, I'm gonna work as hard as I can I feel feel like uh, we got the car in a good place yesterday And um, yeah, I can't wait to to get be here on the 28th of May and be zooming around We're walking both side of the room and, and Bruce has
0: his hand up Susie I'm just gonna point out max that the look that I saw from chip have said that that was a little overstated, That he'd be completely happy the rest of the year. <laughs> a
7: question on a follow-up, uh, Charlie, yesterday you were uh, number two in no toe speeds and Scott, I believe you were sixth. Of course today when you get the added boost, it's going to change, but how much do you look at that more so than any other speeds that you run?
3: uh i think you know coming closer to qualifying day uh that becomes the focus you know i think um we we did sort of an average uh change last night and just did sort of i think one or two uh sims um but it, it's always difficult to read too because any kind of second that's different uh, on the noto chart uh you know changes your speed uh, significantly so you know i think it's 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 a good balance to try and figure out where you may stand and what you know position you're kind of racing for but um today and and obviously you know, tomorrow's when it counts,
5: or Sunday. Yeah, I just echo what Scott said. We did a couple of simulations yesterday, and um, I think on my, I think the no-toe filter, at least when we were looking last night, said about seven seconds, and we were pretty quick, um, but at the end of that run, you know, the last lap or two, didn't count because we were within seven seconds of a tow. So we look at it, but we also discount it um, because we know in qualifying we're the only car on track.
7: Uh, And chip and mike can weigh in on this because they use the no tow filter when you do a qualifying sim today are you looking to get spaced out from other drivers and if so when everybody's trying to do a qualifying sim today how difficult is it to get the proper spacing
2: um well you know on saturday when when you're when brian barnhart gives the the instructions and your driver leaves <laughs> leaves the uh, qualifying line the only wind on the racetrack is all the, all the crew members that just exhaled. Uh, you know, there's no tow on Saturday. And so I, I think we have something to build on. We, we, we did find out yesterday, we kind of knew during the week what we have, but we found out yesterday we have really decent cars here. And, uh, but that doesn't guarantee us anything, whether it's a seven second tow or a zero tow, it doesn't really matter because on Saturday it's all about these four people over here. It's what they're going to get out of their cars for four given laps, and uh, uh, you're weighed
6: and measured right there. Um, I think today is going to be uh, fairly tricky because obviously the conditions are, are sort of we're not quite sure how it, how it's going to be and when the the next wave of weather is going to come in, um, but. I think uh, it, it, it is challenging. It's always uh, fairly unpleasant when you start taking the downforce off because you know, you're, you're gripping that wheel a little bit more, you're carrying more speed through the corners. But again, if you're going quicker, you've got more downforce. So today is, is quite crucial to, to feeling ready for tomorrow. Um, I, think, uh, I think we have a good car to do it. But again, you don't really know how many people were, were practising yesterday, race running or, or, or you know, uh, qualifying. So um, lots to learn, but Ganassi never gave us a poor car.
3: Uh, Mike, there's uh, over here. There's been a number of uh, crew right over here, Mike. Sorry. Uh, uh, there's been a number of crew swaps you guys have made within the team this year. A couple engineering switches, uh, a couple other guys moving around. How does moving crew within different cars help? Kind of give them a new, not necessarily new lease on life, but a new chance to kind of new working environment on say the nine car instead of the 83 or the 10 instead of the 83 or what have you.
2: Well, we're lucky we have quality people in all positions, so uh, we can easily, we can, we can do that. Um, but what it does is it, it provides uh, fresh thinking, even though the thinking is in the same room. Uh, and uh, it's all about the interaction of people. Uh, that, that's what team, team, teamwork is all about and team, teams, teams of people are all about. Uh, uh, they have to uh, pinch each other every day. Uh, to remember what the priority actually is and uh, our priority is to win um, and uh, we try to match the people up that we think can do that um, so uh, I think it was a seamless transition this year with what we've done with the people we, we worked pretty hard uh, uh, with partners with in this case Honda this year and uh, internally with, uh, with partnership internally
0: A question for
3: the drivers, and a separate question for uh, Chip and Mike. Um, What's it like having a driver like Scott, who ranks fourth in career wins, fourth in runner-ups, fifth in top fives, and sixth and fifth in podiums and sixth in top fives? Sharing that information with a driver like Scott, and do you think us media should be maybe promoting him even more by a driver like that ranking that high in the all-time wins list? And for Chip and Mike, um, you guys like winners. Uh, I saw Rico Abreu here yesterday. What would it, um, how hard would it be to bring someone like that here next year or someone like a Kyle Larson um, obviously to counter with the Fernando mania? Go
7: ahead,
4: I think Scott, Scott should do a lot more interviews and appearances. You we know, <laughs> need to promote them a lot more. I mean, you know, uh, it's, it's amazing obviously. Uh, I had tough teammates uh, my entire career. If you look at the teammates that I had and uh, You know, he's obviously, I don't need to sit here and talk about how good he is, I think you said it. Um, It's funny though, because all he cares about winning, he doesn't care about any of the numbers that you mentioned, Uh, I don't think he cares if he's as popular as me or not, Uh, he's here for pure racing, which I appreciate that, you know, but, um, (laughs) I'm just taking the pressure out of myself right now, actually, but, you know. But again, uh, he, it's it's just the way he is, man. He's the the Iceman and, and I uh I'm really glad that I get I got the chance to work with him and I get mad at him plenty of times because I get beat all the time. So uh I've gotta try to keep it up, which he raises the game all the time in my opinion.
5: And having him as a teammate, you know, from my side as a rookie, you know, it shortened that learning curve tremendously. Both both Scott and, and Dario and, and Scott, you know, like Tony said, I think the only the only person he really cares about what they think are the, the three ladies he goes home to um, because that's, other than winning, that's probably what what matters most to him. And one of the things I respect most about him as a driver is his pure passion for the sport and humility when it comes to his success.
6: Yeah, I've uh, obviously I was a rookie last year, and actually all three of them have been actually a huge, huge help to me. And that's, uh, that's one of the nicest things coming here over to America, the teammates. Um, actually are mates and they help you out um, and so it's great to be surrounded by um, you know, such friendly but fast drivers and Scott in particular is, is probably the most competitive or fastest driver I've had as a teammate in my 15 years of, of career so when uh, Rosberg's seat was uh, coming up I was secretly hoping that he would get called up but then I thought actually no I don't want to lose him as a teammate so you know it's, uh, it's good to have Scott around he's, he's super fast and, and all my teammates are uh, a big big support to me.
1: If I could add one thing to, to, uh, to that, I, I,
6: you know, a lot of you know I'm, I'm
1: friends with Leonard Wood from down at the Wood Brothers, and you obviously know the Wood Brothers' history here at Indianapolis. and I think Leonard gave Scott the, the greatest compliment, he said. He said that Scott reminds him of David Pearson. He said, you know, he said, when you had David Pearson driving your car, if you didn't win, you knew you had to work on your car a bit. So I thought that was the ultimate compliment. He said, that's what Dixon is. If you don't win with him in your car, you know you've got to work on your car. So I thought that was pretty good.
0: Scott, I think you're awesome too. Um, Thank you. But no, the question is. Uh, <laughs> Blushing. Can you explain to a casual fan or maybe someone who's not even a fan who's just interested in the Indy 500 why all of a sudden you guys are going to be so much faster today and why haven't you been going that fast all week long?
3: Uh well the simple thing is they they give us more power um you know the boost goes up i think um you know most of this week preparation is all all for race setup and and uh you know, you're you're typically at the 130 boost, which is the lower the lower boost, and and the speeds are uh, I don't know, what, four to four to five miles an hour slower, I think, in in, in uh, race situations. So, it's um, I think Fast Friday is is you know it's significant. Uh, I think it's definitely a, a big step for the drivers, for the teams, for everybody, and even for a, for a fan to to see how fast they go, you know, through the corners on on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So it's it's a significant jump, but um, yeah, it's. It's just a, a big boost in power, I guess, is a simple one. My question's for Tony. Uh, you're 42, and I say that, meaning 42 is the new 32. But um, um, age is something that all athletes have to deal with at some point. As you've gotten older, have you changed your off track um, fitness routine or exercise routine anyway? I guess my question is, how do you age gracefully in this sport, um, for lack of a better term?
4: You've got to work double, you know, because the young kids are they don't have to make much effort anymore. You take longer to recover. and. Obviously, I always took care of myself, so uh I didn't really feel that transition. I don't feel i mean yeah, it's just a number i still in my head if uh if I'm still competitive, it doesn't matter how old I am, and I think uh the guy on my right there today the that I'm not competitive, I won't be sitting here beside him, so he will he'll give me the wake up call so all I try to do is to use my experience obviously uh change it a little bit as far as I work out just because being more effective you know uh, when you're young you just think you you have to work out all day it's going to make you a better driver and that, that's not just that so uh you know it's pretty it was pretty seamless uh, as far as aging uh, i really don't feel that way
5: um scott and tony this one's for you you guys have won the 500 before what kind of mental edge does that give you going into qualifying in the race next
6: sunday
3: uh well i guess it's maybe a sense of relief i think that was the biggest feeling i had when i won when when we won the race in 2008 was you know you're coming here with a great team year and year again and maybe you might be one that never gets the opportunity uh to to win here so i think um it's such a significant uh piece in my career and 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 in my life that that you get to achieve a a victory less than maybe 70 people have ever done in, in a lifetime so it's uh you know and I'm not sure it's an edge um every year is very different. The target constantly moves, you know the situations change, how the race plays out changes um I think you <clears throat> you know because you've had the the sense and the feeling of of that victory, you want it that much more again, so I think it even maybe adds to it. I don't know that's my personal feeling yeah to me is every year it's like the first year i mean i I
4: don't get to think that I won this thing until Monday, if everything goes wrong, I might to const- you know just to like to say, all right, well, at least I won one. you know that's the way I really think. But up until then, I'm still get as nervous as I was in the first time. I still want to win as bad as if I hadn't won. So uh, yeah, obviously during this month, a lot of people remind you that you won, which is great, but to me up until the ch- the checker flag flies on sun next Sunday, if I win, great, I got another one. If I don't, the only thing that I said, all right, well, at least I get a chance to, I'm already part of this.
7: A question to my Carl uh, earlier in the week, i here. Earlier in the week, we had this wind situation. Is it technically possible to set up the car, put this wind into account, or is the aero package so sensitive? that maybe you have no idea what to do when you're in such an extreme wind situation?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, I think uh, the car is aerosensitive every day here. Uh, but what happens if, it, if, it, if it's windy like that on race day? You know, I mean, we went out and we, we ran a lot of laps because what happens here is uh, your setup is different every day you run here. It's not the same two days in a row. So uh, people, people sometimes say to me, "Well, you're just got, you done with carburation day. You're going to put a car, cover on the car now and wait for Sunday. And, and people then think you roll it onto the grid and off you go. Well, in fact, what the engineers do on Sunday morning is they try to compare track conditions on race morning to what it probably was like at one day during the week when you practice. It could be a wholesale change on the car on that day. You could change everything, everything. Uh, and the driver just drives it because he's driven the car in those conditions on a particular day with that particular setup. So we ran in the wind. It's not fun to do. It's scary. Uh, you don't want it to be that like that on race day. But if it is, you have a lot of confidence in your setup. So um, and yes, you do learn when you run in the wind.
7: Let's just say that everything goes off this weekend without being interrupted by weather. How many attempts do each of you expect you'll be making Saturday?
4: <laughs> enough?
5: <laughs> who, who
4: knows? I mean, I, I don't think we can answer that. I mean, maybe well, as many as Chip tells me that. How many I have to do? And if we're good enough, if you're good enough, you only need to do one, one Saturday and one Sunday.
5: Yeah. All it takes is
3: one good one, right? That's the goal, one each day.
1: Chip, uh, even from the time you drove, how has the uh, racing uh, evolved where you have kind of three super teams now that you have to have because of the two engines as, and how that has evolved in the last uh, 15, 20 years? Thanks, Dick. I think, uh you know, I think the biggest change since I was a driver here was just that the depth of the, you know, the depth of the field. You know, the, they they always say well there's only, you know, there's fewer cars here making attempts. Probably true, but the the teams that are here making attempts are much more sophisticated teams and and you know, they you know, there's the last few years here we've seen more, you know, more cars that can that can win that are, you know, that are Taking the green flag on, on race day. So I think, and that's probably more indicative of sport in general. You know, nobody, nobody wants to show up if they don't have a chance. and, and But the, the people that do show up are well prepared. And I think you probably can say that in any sport today. Yeah.
0: Thank you all very much for coming in. Thank you. Thank you.